Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's awesome. You're here for a big reason. Oh, here we, we go. Number one, uh, we need to talk about your murder trial. Okay. Uh, why, when, and where? Okay. Never convicted, by never the way. Never convicted. You don't have to say too much. No, <laughs> People who don't know why you're here like, what the fuck's going on? No, I want to know about crypto. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I want to know about crypto first and foremost. I want to know about crypto because uh, I said something last week on a podcast on Two Drink Minimum, uh, and people were like, this isn't going to age well. I think me and Mike were saying, like, I don't know about this whole crypto thing. I feel like it's going to blow over. <laughs> but I want to know from you, yeah. uh, where do you see it going? And what's, I heard that crypto, like uh, Bitcoin, the regular Bitcoin, right. has been kind of stagnating for a while, ever since Elon Musk appeared on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, there seems to be, there's a... Uh, a price uh, ceiling that, that it's hit. It hasn't been able to bash through the, its record high, which I believe was at one point seventy thousand dollars per per Bitcoin. Per Bitcoin. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it should always Canadian. go up. Yeah. But why why is it stagnating, sir? Well, it's interesting. Well, one is that you have politics and compliance in the way. So what's happening right now is Bitcoin is decentralized. It's completely it's it's off the charts compared to what we're used to, which is centralized, which is basically you go to a bank, you put your money into a bank account, use your interact. It's very simple. Um, you pay a certain amount of fees on a monthly basis. Like you, you I'm that, against all that. That way, I mean, too. That world is very simple to understand. When you go through a digital, um, a decentralized model, it's uh, first of all you have to have the adoption. You have to have stores accepting Bitcoin. You have to have the digital wallets. You have to have the understanding around the technology. Um, and you have to battle through a couple of things like a horror stories where you lose all your Bitcoin because you sent it to the wrong address, right? So, or there's corruption or there's money anti, there's money laundering with Bitcoin. So you have I to lost stay away a bit from of Bitcoin. You did? How? Yeah. An old cell phone. My buddy, when Bitcoin was first starting, uh, Please my, don't tell me you had like a couple of bitcoins. No, 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 no way. A couple of bitcoins because when it was first started, it was it was like a nerd thing. It still is a nerd thing, but th- it wasn't the mainstream. It hadn't blown up yet. And my buddy was trying to show me what it was. Yeah, he's like, you download this, and then he sent me a couple of bucks at the time. Maybe it was like fifty bucks. Then I think if I had sold it now, it would have been maybe a couple hundred. It's nothing crazy, but still, I remember I had it on that phone. And then you forget about it. it's a digital wallet. I never bought stuff. Yeah. So then I got a new phone, and then three phones later, I was like. Wait a second. While it was exploding, I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. And then that phone was just reformed. Like, it doesn't exist. There's no way I can get that money back. It's yeah. gone. So you're, so you're not the guy that bought uh, pizza with 10,000 bitcoins? No, no. You would have heard about my suicide. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> you, you would have heard about it. But it's, uh, so, so shit like that happens. And that's my other question. So let's say right now, you and I, we invest in Bitcoin. I get some Bitcoins. I get it on my wallet, my phone. Something happens. Yeah. So the phone blows up. I don't know. Am I fucked? No, you're not. Not at all. Explain. So it's. What we need you to explain because most people are imbeciles. 
No, that's it. So you're basically holding a digital wallet. So think of it as a as an app. So there's multiple ways you can hold Bitcoin. You can hold it uh, on an exchange like Coinbase or Binance or Kraken. Like you can basically hold it like as if you were holding stocks on um, a self-directed um, platform. Okay. Wealth Simple, one of the banks, brokerages, whatever. So Coinbase is an exchange. So you can hold Bitcoin on the exchange. So Bitcoin is is there. So you can you have the app, the Coinbase app, and on that app you can use it as a digital wallet as well. So you could buy and sell Bitcoin, but you can also uh, transfer Bitcoin to other users. So what's, what are the fees like? Uh, fees range anywhere between two and four percent um, on purchases. Uh, but in terms of uh, actually transferring it over to another um, person. Um, Low? A little bit lower, yeah. Okay. I'm not exactly sure the, the the percentage, but if you didn't go on a Coinbase and you just went peer to peer, so digital wallet, digital wallet, so your phone, my phone, and I transferred you money, we're talking about fees being like in the pennies, like very low and instant. That's, that's amazing. That's the also the settlement. So you think about it. So you have the exchanges where you can hold Bitcoin. You have digital wallets where you can basically hold it on a USB key. Now, if you lose the USB key, yes, chances like there's, there's the element of you losing your money, money. but you have backup features like with ledger, there's a smart key that you, that allows you to store your Bitcoin and basically be able to back it up. So, um, there's, there's that, that is not, what can go wrong? What can go? Is it possible? Can the government step in and screw us over? Can I have a million dollars in Bitcoin and then the government decides something and then I'm screwed. Is that possible? And what I mean by that is not um, if they decide not to acknowledge it. They already don't really acknowledge it. Is there something they can do to stop us from using Bitcoin right now or no? They can't because it's decentralized, right? So it's basically, it's... Unless they physically go in and stop you from using it, they can't do anything. They can't find, they, they can't. No, they can't stop a transaction from happening. But what's happening now, I mean, and that's not necessarily a good thing because that's going to slow down the adoption phase because you have to think about it as you need to integrate. Bitcoin needs to integrate into a centralized world, like what we do on a day-to-day basis today. Otherwise, it's never going to work. Politicians are not going to back it up. Banks are, uh, and institutions are not going to adopt it. Um, and it's always going to be this weird, obnoxious thing um, that's hanging around. But if institutions believe in it and um, and purchase uh, Bitcoin. if For example, let's say you go to Best Buy online, you have the option to pay Credit card, debit, or Bitcoin. That's what you mean. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you're about to buy your PS5 or whatever, and uh, you have the option of Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Bitcoin. Um, why not? Why not be able to do that? Now, the advantage for the um, for the merchant is the amount of fees that they're saving. Like if, Most people don't realize how much Visa and MasterCard charges these merchants. I mean, and if you're dealing with a low profit margin to begin with, like if you sell things that are on six, seven percent, you're giving up three percent of that margin to Visa and MasterCard. Like that's a lot of money for a small business owner, right? I I owed him two hundred dollars on a bill that I forgot to pay him. I gave it to him yesterday and it charged me two bucks. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and then I thought I go, wait a second. But imagine I had I I paid him everything uh, separately. Because I had paid him everything, I forgot two hundred. I was like, imagine I had paid him five times separately. I'd be just continually paying all these fees for what? This is nonsense. It's, it's a digital transaction. The intermediaries between and that's we grew up with that shit, right? Like that's we just know that okay. So if I send you money, the my bank has to verify that I have the 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 funds. Your bank has to say yeah, the funds arrived, and those two banks are charging us 
in order for us to conduct business with each other or just transfer funds to each other, right? So you remove the intermediaries out of the relationship, naturally those fees are gonna go down. And that's what Bitcoin is. It's a programmable money that allows us to be able to remove the intermediaries and just deal one-on-one. The the trouble I have with it right now is thinking of the value. So I kind of, I mean, for the most part, if you buy something and it costs $500, yeah, roughly that $500 worth the same within that month. Yeah. Bitcoin's not the same. No. I could, you could send me $500 worth of Bitcoin because you bought something for me, and then that could turn by the time I need to pull it out into $10 or $1,000. Right. So I think that's where the weirdness comes in because then let's say a Best Buy. They're like, well, shit, when we start counting our profits, we may have just sold $10,000 worth of items for $40 yeah. based on the value when we took it out. So I think that might also be another reason why it can't get adopted because they can't justify well, that's because it's still speculative, right? There's yeah. there's only, um, I think there's 400 digital wallets, 400 million digital wallets out there. Um, so there's billions of people on earth so far, right? That's what so, they tell me, yeah. <laughs> so there's so, that's what I haven't they tell met, me. I haven't met most I haven't, of them. Yeah, that's what they tell me, yeah. Friends through friends. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there's not, the adoption phase is not there. So naturally the speculation is going to be there. Any, if you notice, Bitcoin is actually moving in the same direction of tech stocks. So that just gives you an idea that right now there's no appetite for risk and Bitcoin falls in that category. So therefore the price is going to be very volatile. And is it a means of exchange today? It can be used as a means of exchange, but once the price becomes more solid and the volatility, the, the speculation is removed from, from the the product itself, yeah. then you're going to see more of a means of exchange. Right now, it's storage of value. It, there's only so many coins. There's 21 million Bitcoins available. Uh, will there ever be more? Never. That's the thing. That's what makes it That's what makes it attractive is because you're buying something that, look, if I transfer a Bitcoin to you, I know now that I don't have that anymore, and the world knows that I don't have it anymore, and you have it, right? Whereas fiat money... You can counterfeit the, the money. You can print as many as much money as you want any yeah. point in time. If you get yourself into a situation, how many times do countries print an enormous amount of money and All the time. pump it in the system, right? Yeah, we live in one that destroys its economy by doing that. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. So, Wait, what about, this is a crazy scenario, richest person on the planet, doesn't have to be Musk, it could be someone else in the future, Yeah, buys up all the Bitcoins while everyone's using Bitcoin, then no one can buy and sell stuff. That'd be really expensive. I'm today. just saying, yeah. there's there's a there's a there's a way to end this, and it doesn't sound good. And no one has money. It we turn into well. Peasants. Then you have to assume that uh, the people that are holding it for how many years they've been holding it for 10, 10 years and plus. I'm uh, saying if it would be uh, more centralized, people would use it. It would be a th- so everyone's using Bitcoin now. Yeah, it, it becomes part of the the ethos. It's in the zeitgeist. You just use your Bitcoin. Yeah, forget fiat currency. And then someone slowly, slowly takes them ten years, buys them all up. Then how do we get more money to buy stuff? If one person owns it all? If one person owns it all. Um, that is a question that I've never been asked. That's a really interesting question. Yeah, I, I, I break the internet you, on a daily basis. You, break, yeah, you just yeah. broke the internet. Right. <laughs> well, if someone was able to do that, um, it would take a long time to do that. And it would also take, every time you're, the demand is high and the supply is low, because the, the price supply is fixed. Up. So yeah, you're basically buying, every time you're buying a block of Bitcoin, you're just buying higher blocks of Bitcoin. That's what I'm price. saying. It has to be a rich dude with a lot of time on his hands, just wants to see the world burn. That would be kind of insane though, right? That'd be kind of insane, yeah. If I if that was to happen. But again, the the insta- you would have to get um, holders to sell. Yeah. And there's people that will never sell. 
There are those types of people. Those are those are the people. But so. even if there's a couple of bitcoins still running around, it's uh, this guy just destroyed the economy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. That'll make a good movie. Destroy that. Does, that's a good title. Uh, destroy the economy. Yeah, it's already destroyed. <laughs> How did you get into all this? I know that you've started a podcast now with my yeah. buddy. It feels the one producing all that. Yeah, um, that's why I first heard of you, mm-hmm. uh, and I like the way you just present stuff quickly. You joke around. You tell them, "Look, this is what's going on right now." Listen, nerds. Yeah, that's what's happening. Let me explain to you. I like that. Nice. How did you get into all this? Well, the first thing that um, that motivated me was the fact that uh, in so in my industry, um. There's a bunch of, there was a study that was done by advocates and um, you can look it up. Not Most people are not going to look it up, but whatever. There was a study that was, that analyzed um, the age of advisors and there was about 2000 advisors that were studied. And most of these advisors were 55 years of age of, or older. And um, that means that the industry that I'm in, the advice channel is aging. So more, the younger investors that are coming in, what, what do they want? They want to be able to do, make their own investment decisions. They want it quick. They want it easy. They want it on their phone. Whereas the older generation wants advice, wants to come to an office, get, get that experience. Um, but they but need younger people. But they need younger people. But the problem is there's not enough younger people coming into the business. And yeah, my old advisor told me to buy some VCRs. I, I don't trust them. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. The past, yeah. so, so you got 2,000 advisors. Half of them are over 55 years of age. Um, I would bet that most of those, and this is like a pure bet because I don't have any scientific uh, fact uh, uh, data on this, but most of them are not comfortable with technology. Because the interactions that I have with my clients that are near retirement or retired, you mentioned Bitcoin or you mentioned um, anything artificial intelligence. They're they're just, they're not interested. Like they, they just think it's like, no, that's just too crazy for me. It's too sci-fi. It's too sci-fi for me. Like just, I you know, I don't want to lose money. I just want a certain type of lifestyle. That's yeah. it. So advisors are no different. I mean, whether you're a client or your advisor. So um from an, from a technology based, um, knowledge. So anyway, so I got into it and I said to myself, I'm like, man, what happens if we were just to go out there and just try to simplify this whole technology, take the, the, uh, the weirdness out of artificial intelligence, blockchain, Bitcoin, and all that stuff. What happens? If we just dumb it down, but not too dumbed down where it's to a point where people that know this stuff don't want to listen to it either. Like where's the happy medium between that? And, um, so yeah, so we started three economics and we said, okay, let's let's start putting out some content and seeing what what's going to happen. And and the results um, from from a variety of people were like, wow, man, this is really cool. I didn't understand before. Thank you for explaining it. Yeah, that's it. And you don't have to go super complex. This is the thing: is that I don't need to like impress myself and say, oh wow, look at like look at all these technical terms I'm using. All no, this no, I just want to understand. Jargon. Yeah, yeah, people just want to understand, right? And so that's the whole. Every time we put out a video. I asked myself, or like, what do, is the message being delivered? Like, if you want to know about blockchain, does this video do it for you? And that's what. So every time we put out a video, we it um, we we try to simplify the uh, artificial intelligence. We try to try to simplify quantum computing. All these buzzwords that uh, are actually developing into really interesting ideas, especially from an investment perspective. Some of this, though, I don't think is a sound investment. For example, the NFT situation. Yeah. How many photos of cartoon monkeys smoking cigars does one man need? <laughs> right? Like, I, I, this this has to tank at some point. People are spending millions of dollars on cartoon monkeys with baseball caps. Yeah. It's, it's it, a bit much. It, it, makes, it, makes, it makes the whole thing look really shitty 
For sure. That's like one of those things where in a year people are like, what the fuck? I'm not going to buy that shit. He's like, oh, but I already paid a million for it. I got to sell it. Uh, I'm not buying it. But the crazy thing is no one's putting a gun to their head and saying, buy that monkey for, for 10, um, for a hundred e- uh, ETHs, right? So it's like. If you want, we can get together and split it 50-50 on NFT. I'll get that monkey with a cigar <laughs> and we'll make a nice little NFT if you want. We'll give him some money too. You down for that shit? Aposaurus, you good? We're going on open sea, buddy. You got three days. Ooh. Let's see if we can make some money. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, why not? I saw I saw a fourteen year old make a million dollars last that's, week. That's insane. Yeah, I know, I know, and that's and that's what keeps people away from investing in the idea of blockchain, NFTs, metaverse, and all that stuff is because there's too many crazy situations of millionaires showing up overnight. Yeah. Right. Like, but the actual concept. Why don't we take advantage of that? You can, yeah, for sure. Well, you want to do it like? Let's milk it. Let's. You know what I want to do, but I couldn't do because crypto.com. They kept like delaying me. Uh, I had a podcast okay. uh, that I did about a year ago. It's in French. It's uh, my French cast. Very popular podcast in Quebec. Uh, and I had uh, Ellen Boudreau, the girl from UCAM, the one that showed her tits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. she came on the show and she showed us her tits three times. But obviously for YouTube, I had to censor it. Yeah. But I just put her, her I put her online um, uh, avatar, her tag at her thing over it so that people could follow her at least. And then I was speaking with her. She's like, fuck, why don't we make an NFT out of that? I was like, shit, it could be a podcast NFT, the full uncensored version. Yeah. And I'll put it up for sale. And I want to do that. I was going to split the, the winnings with her. But crypto.com kept fucking me over. They kept like doing the runaround. I'll do this, fill this out. And I, I have an account. I even bought stuff with them. But I still can't upload the goddamn. It's, they make it so complicated. That's right. an idea, bro. First ever NFT. There's uh, uh, NFT podcast. There's uh, tits on there. I think well, there's money there. I think... Oh, sorry, Poseidon, have you muted? Yeah. What's Did up? you try OpenSea? Nah. I like swimming, but uh, <laughs> I haven't. No, I, I, I don't know any of that shit. That. Yeah. That's why I need someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, if, if you can become a millionaire in a day or two, uh, it can go the other way as well. So that's the thing is that... How do you lose millions in a day if well, you don't put it in? Well, look, if, you, if you've taken it off the table and you've diversified it, then the chances of you, you know going bust is uh, a lot lower but here's what i want to do we create some nfts yeah all yeah. kinds of different ones yeah we sell them and then right away we change them for actual money there you go that's what we're doing okay we'll talk after the show yeah yeah for sure i'm ready we're, we're gonna make a million dollars off nonsense yeah we're gonna have to pay the tit lady too but that's just the way it goes bro or yeah yeah share the wealth yeah that's it no 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 she's a major contributor in this huge thing, contributor right? yeah yeah so yeah. the tit lady as if other women don't have tits i mean in this context i know yeah. the last woman with breasts on the planet well the way things are gone yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not allowed to say that anymore yeah you're not allowed to say that you're like women have breasts no they don't some of them have penises yeah, yeah. everything's changed everything's changed bro that's what i'm saying it's moving too fast we're going to NFT someone's discarded penis. That's yeah. what we're going to do. That's <laughs> it. So, okay. So, so then you got in, you're like, you know what? Let me try to dumb it down. Let me show people what's what yeah. and try to help out that. But you yourself, did you, the more you looked into it, did you start diversifying your um, investments? You're like, wait a second. The more I look into it, the more this seems uh, enticing. Or were you like, mm, maybe I got to back off a bit with the digital stuff. Like, how did you feel? Because yeah. now you took a more deep dive into everything. Well, that's a good question. Actually, I was already doing the research behind the scenes for my date, my what I do on a day to day basis. So, I just didn't know how to like um, add an entertainment flair to it. So, what I my research is very boring shit, right? Like, if I'm learning about the metaverse and I'm looking at multiple sources, or I'm looking at uh, Web 3.0 that's coming, that's up and coming. I'm already doing that research to see where the next trend is. That's just the style of 
investment advisor I am where I invest in, in hopefully in the trend before it becomes a trend. So what I did is because I'm already doing the research, I just triggered, I said, you know what, let's just take that, this information and uh, let's see if we can do something with it. So I met with Phil and, and he says, yeah, you can, we can do this, 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 we can have a podcast, we can have, um, we can put out some videos, write some blogs, whatever. And we can put, yeah. we can really just make it into something out of nothing. Um, and that's where it happened. So the, the inspiration was the fact that most people are intimidated by technology. Um, that was one. And the second one, one was, was that I'm already doing the research. Why don't I just um, add some flair to it? And I think that's been a really interesting um, opportunity for like just, I don't know, just to build an audience, build a community of people that have the same interests that I do. And then so because I'm so passionate about this stuff, uh, the people that are listening it to listening to my stuff, they're equally passionate, right? Like, why are you going to waste five six minutes of your life to watch just another video on YouTube? They're watching it because so they're going to learn something. They're going to learn something, and they're part of a community that have the same shared interests. So, do you think it's possible that we get an announcement that the government is slowly going to start kind of relaxing and integrating Bitcoin more? Because I feel like they're so scared, they're just going to come up with. A different, I mean, digital currency. I yeah. mean, everything's technically digital now, but they're going to try to trick people into thinking this is the same thing. Programmable money, but yeah. as a Canadian dollar, right? But then it's not. It's not the same thing if it's because we already have the Canadian dollar in digital form. It's every time you make digital payments, interact, and all that. Yeah, stuff. So exactly. I, yeah. I feel like they're going to try to pull a fast one on the majority of people. Yeah. Why would I invest in Bitcoin? I got uh, the Bitloony, right. something like that. Yeah. Well. Uh, and there's rumors that uh, because it's programmable, you can apply any type of uh, rules based to it, right? So you don't pay your taxes. Well, guess what? Um, you're in trouble. You, you're on the other side. Registration for your car might be a lot easier because it's just it's all on smart contracts. It's all um, connected on the blockchain. It's all like you don't have to worry. Like there's pros and cons to everything. But I don't want them all up in my business. That's it. So I don't think I think there's many people that share your views on that. So. Um, I don't think that the government would create a digital version currency of their of the Canadian dollar, knowing that they would have more control than what they already have. I think they would do it for simplicity and for participating in, you know, being a country that's innovative. And I don't trust them. Well, you know, it, it, trust comes over time, right? So they're going to have to. Um, Technology could be an enabler. It could be controlling. It could, it can be used for good. It could be used for bad. So I mean, they just they've already the used technology for bad this past year. Like I, the second they started freezing people's bank accounts that were protesting, that was bad. That's when a lot yeah. of people who were in the middle said, "Oh, whoa, whoa! They might have a little bit too much power." Yeah. Because if if in a free country, if I protest, you tell me, "Oh, that's fine. Of course you're allowed to protest, but now you're not allowed to buy or sell anything." Right. That's crazy. But check this out. All of a sudden, Bitcoin, which was before, oh, don't talk to me about that shit. All of a sudden, now Bitcoin's interesting, right? Yeah, because they don't control it. And there the more go. people that can accept it, then the more you have a, a different avenue. So even if the government decides to block people, you're like, yeah, my life is still going. No, exactly. That's it. And But for that to happen, you used Best Buy as an example. Best Buy needs to accept Bitcoin. Starbucks needs, needs to accept Bitcoin. So in order for it to be a means of exchange everything has to be accept like it has to be um uh, everyone has to be on the same page so uh that's what's the, the over under on that actually happening i don't think it's likely 
Oh no, it's it's definitely happening. So you oh, you think like a Best Buy they'll go against the government? Be like, no, we accept Bitcoin now. Oh yeah, I think everybody oh. will. I think that's my opinion. I think everybody is is. So you think about Bitcoin and the Lightning Network, which is just a fancy way of just saying that it's it's uh, a payment rail. So imagine. So basically, you want to I want to send you money. I'm using Interact to send you money right now. Yeah. So that Interact is the payment rail. So basically, I put money on a on a rail and I send it over to you electronically. You get it on your phone. Well, Bitcoin is the same concept. It's a rail and you can build on top of that. So what happens is, is companies that are out there that want to create kind of the next Visa, the next MasterCard, they're going to use the light. Sorry, they're going to use the Lightning Network, which is the ra- the payment rail, and they're going to build on top of that. And whoever has the best application and best user experience will win the business. That's different now. Right now, it's it's you have no choice. You have to work with a Canadian bank. You have to like there's you're you're limited to the options of what you can use. And as a small business owner, you have to use you have to accept a Visa, Mastercard. You could say no to American Express because it's a little bit more expensive. Whatever. Everyone says no to my American Express. I don't even know why I have it. Never been able to use it. I just pay every year for nothing. Right. But it's very different now. Instead of having uh, Visa control the market or MasterCard control the market, you're going to have all these players that are building on top of the Bitcoin network to create the best experience for the users. And who's going to get on that? Everybody's going to get on that. Why? Because they're going to save on fees. They're going to be able to have instant settlement. It's all going to be verifiable on the blockchain. So all the transactions are there. Um, yeah, so in in when you cut, when you reduce your expenses and you keep your revenues at the same, what are you doing? You're making you're making more money. You're putting money in everybody's yeah. pocket, right? So um this is yeah. nice. Yeah, so it's a, it's a you got to think of Bitcoin as a payment rail. Um it's not anything like um you know, you're not building applications for, I don't know, like the stock market or smart cities or in, uh, or anything like that. It, it, Bitcoin is really just a, a means of exchange and a be, um a Bitcoin um, a payment. Um, it's, it's it's just programmable money. It's not like um, again. The big question is, uh, what do they mean by programmable? That's what everybody always asks because it was programmable yeah. money. What do they mean by pro- can I program my money? And then I just want out of the conversation because like I'm not gonna you zone out right. Like yeah. and it's and it's because it's so far fetched, right? Like, um, but if you can understand the concept of saving money and be able to settle your transaction with the person you're trying to settle, instantly, as opposed to having a middleman. Exactly. Exactly. And how is that? That that itself is very attractive. Even if it sounds far-fetched today, the idea of being able to do that, eventually, you have to think, eventually it's going to catch on. Have you, uh, has anyone spoken to you about the metaverse? Yes, I thought we were in the metaverse right now. Okay. How do you feel about the metaverse? I, I how do I feel about it? Yeah. I think... I think I love it. I, uh, without even being in it right now, I, I love it. Why not? Um, why not? I mean... Look, if I'm going to meet with my client as an example, they can come to the office. Yeah. I can give them a coffee. I can give them an experience, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're coming to see me for advice. So whether I give that advice face-to-face or if I give that advice um, through the metaverse, at the end, if they want advice, they're getting it. But but there's a difference I, between getting, option. getting advice from you in person, a man, or digitally uh, 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 an avatar of a raccoon. It feels like it's a different set of yeah, but the like, metaverse that I'm talking about would be almost looking at looking at each other the, how we are right now, like Unreal Engine five type of shit. Like Star Wars. Oh god, like Star Wars. What, what do you want, Poseidon? Like Star Wars. <laughs> like Star. Yeah, kind of like Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a hologram type of 
scenario. Yeah, like uh, exactly. Like you're immersed in in the reality of of where you are. So the only difference between you and I being able to connect on that level is your level of comprehension. If you're like fuck this, I'm not buying this $5,000 machine just so I can see you when you're down the fucking street, right? Well, well, again, this is, uh, I, I'm a guy who plays video games his whole life. Uh, I worked in video games most of my life. Okay. What do you mean? You mean like with a, like a VR headset or because that's, I've never, that ruins it for me. I don't want to be the meat suit. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, want to yeah. just sit down, put the headset and I live my life vicariously via my avatar. I'm scared of that. Yeah. Um, that, and that's a personal choice, right? Um, and it, it, as the technology evolves, maybe your choice might change, might change over time. Right. So, uh, but right now the technology is already there. Video games. If you're big on video games, you know, that like Fortnite, that's, or Roblox, like, uh, you know, I don't know what Roblox is. I just heard that Kim Kardashian's son, uh, saw an image of her, uh, blowing Ray J on it. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like a cool game, but, uh, <laughs> Poseidon, if you want to bring up my Twitter feed, Look, uh, a couple of days ago, I posted an image because I'm a big pro evolution soccer guy. I oh, love cool. uh, that cool. game. Uh, they made a new one called eFootball that came out last year. It was the lowest ranked game in history because they flopped the release. They went on Unreal Engine. They did all this stuff, but it, the game sucked. It came out. It was broken. Finally, they released an update. The game's playable now. Uh, it's supposed to be free to play, but you can purchase different. It's no longer you pay for the game. Now it's free. You play online, you could buy stuff if you want, buy players. But if you want all the offline modes, you could piecemeal it. So you pay $20, it'll come out in a couple of months, and you'll be able to play the career mode or whatever. But the thing is, because it's constantly getting updated, it's a whole different concept of the way sports games used to be, which was you buy it that year, you get what you get. Now it's constantly getting fixed. So the game now, if you keep scrolling down, percent, you'll find it, looks insane. Like if you see the graphics, look at that. Okay, so that's how it used to be back in the day. Yeah. That's how it looks now on the bottom. So it's sometimes it's indistinguishable if you're looking quickly yeah. from real life. Exactly. Okay. It's crazy what's going on. It's crazy what's going on with games. I remember playing that version of the game years ago when I was young. In the 2000, and it wasn't even that long ago. Let's say that's 2004, 2005. And then that's last week. Look at how that looks. Look at the shirts. Yeah. Look at the bending. Look, it's crazy. But dude, you're, you're in the game now. Yeah, this is absurd. I love it. So this is the metaverse, right? But like, I like playing it. I, I like the distance of having a remote in my hand. I play it, and then I can get up and leave. I don't like the idea of fully going into it and then living my actual life. Right. Yeah. But from a... Okay, so from a work perspective, let's say, like mm -hmm. if you're collaborating, if you're a company, a global company, you have offices all over the world, and you need to collaborate with teams in certain parts of the world, if you're able to... Um, collaborate on the metaverse and make your and be able to have your do your job a lot more efficiently that's that's attractive and that's what you're starting to see you're seeing microsoft get into the into the metaverse facebook is already there well meta now yeah. is already there um you're what's facebook doing right now what can i do i'm a facebook user yeah how can i experience the metaverse and what will i experience through facebook well you'll, you'll need to buy their their first of all their headset the right? oculus the oculus headset we got right? one of those all right, we got two of those. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Next, uh, next show we're do we're doing it uh, on the headset. Okay? I've used it and I hate it. Yeah, it's collecting dust. It was given to us. Uh, well, he I think he uses his. Mine was given to me as a gift by uh, my friend comedian Mike Ward, and I used it a bit in the beginning, and I was like, "Fuck this shit." What did What did you not like about it? it oh, it just feels stupid. Yeah, is it heavy? I, I I worked in VR for years, and I, I I'm never a big fan. 
uh, I was sitting there, I was using it. I go, this is all stuff I could do without the headset. There's no reason for me to be in VR right now. Okay. There was no experience that was suited specifically. Oh, the only way to experience this is through VR. None of that felt that way. Right. It, it all felt like a gimmick. Yeah. I hate that. No, for sure. Well, look, look how far. Uh, um, That's what I'm saying. Uh, what can I do that's specific to the metaverse that if I put the headset, I'm like, okay, I can only experience this like this. You know? Well, video games is probably going to be your first your first noticeable difference and being in the game instead of playing the game like that, that that'll be a huge difference imagine you're playing a zombie zombie game and you have the headset and like it scares the shit out of you right like you can't get that experience from just looking at a tv one-on-one with a remote in your hand that's true too that's a good point right yeah. so there's there's like case in point where things could be improved and the other the areas that can't be improved well they'll just stay as is because they're already at a level where people are happy with it but from a metaverse perspective, there's definitely companies that are in the per- productivity, like Microsoft. Um, they're building it out. They see it as a future. Meta is spending $10 billion to basically build it, build the metaverse completely in, in, a, in a immersed world. Well, yeah, does it look cartoonish right now? Totally. But it's, yeah. it's going to change for sure. The technology is going to get better and better, just like, uh, what was it, the iPhone? What was the, iPhone, the first iPhone that came out? What was it called? The, the fat one? The, the, the iPhone three, right, right. Look at look at the iPhone now. Yeah, the so, iPhone now is something special. Right, so it's is. I'm a Google Pixel man myself. That's why they said ten years. Pixel, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, that's why Meta said uh, it's going to take ten years for this whole thing to really be built out, and you're going to see the difference. I mean, if you look at it now, you're going to say, "Fuck this, fuck this." It's never going to gain any traction. Ten years from today, and I, I believe it will. I believe it is the future. Yeah, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm an old man yelling at a cloud. Oh, for sure. And you're not alone. You're definitely not alone. I embrace change. I like, like I use a lot of technology. Obviously, it's podcasting, right? So I, I yeah. take advantage of where I can. It's just there's something about moving nearly fully digital and leaving this physical plane behind that rubs me the wrong way. I think about it, I go, aren't we losing our humanity if we do that? Like, remember that movie, uh, Sir Gates with Bruce Willis? Yeah. It wasn't that good of a movie, but the concept, right. the concept was excellent. And yeah. that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, it's becoming less personal. Especially now that people even work from home. Yeah. Like, so everything's becoming digital. Who they are is whoever they are in that digital avatar. Right. So, like, I perform live. So people will see me in real life. But there's other people, all they do is digital. So all that exists is whatever they put out there. It's just they're, they don't have, like, a hour-long podcasts so that people could, okay, I know who they are. I get it. They don't have that. Yeah. They just have photos, small posts, little sketches they put. So they create the reality around them. Totally. And that's going to be the future for everyone moving forward like this. Forget being a star. It's more of the real you will never come out. Yeah. If you if you were born in the year 2000, you your whole life has been on a device. Yeah, they don't know what I... Like, my, my nephews don't understand when I tell them the difference of how it used to be and how it is now. Like, that's yeah. stupid. That doesn't make sense. No, for sure. But uh, if you get it right from uh, an investment perspective on the metaverse... What should we be investing in now? Well, I can't give any investment advice. Not but advice, if, but let's say two dudes talking... Yeah. That looks like a good investment. Well, look, for me, I think Meta is taking a chance, but I think that they're I'll making I'll give you tech- my advice after. Giving, okay, perfect. We'll exchange advice. Yeah. I think Meta is doing, doing the right thing by being transparent with shareholders, with the public, and saying, look, we're doing something fucking crazy right now. We're doing, there's a lot of backlash. I know that, um, I know the metaverse may not make sense to a lot of people, but it is the future, and here's why we're doing it. Um, Meta, has 
billions of users. So if they're going to pull it off, they're the ones that are going to do it first, right? Um, Microsoft is also, I mean, big tech right there has a huge advantage. So if you kind of, you know, if you want to hedge your bet and you say, okay, listen, I'm not really sure about the metaverse. Don't go fucking buy some small company that, that could go bust any minute. Like if you, if you're on the fence and you want to take a shot at it, maybe you can consider like a Microsoft or a a meta that's already announced that they're making a push for it or a lithium mine. Or a lithium mine. This this is where I'm going. This is where my investment brain goes. Do tell. Yeah. All this stuff requires tech, physical tech to run yep. this fictitious digital world. Yep. So go where the tech is or else it can't exist. Uh, microchips, uh, mines, batteries. Anyone, if you see people creating innovative new batteries that actually last long, because for some reason we evolved in everything except for batteries. Batteries are gigantic. Still, I know. And they don't last You're that so long. So right. Exactly. The second you hit that, bam, you invest there because that's the future. Battery and memory, I think, is the future. Memory, because everything's running on, on digital right now. Right. So you need memory. But everything was running on oil. Uh, and But you, o- oil, you still need oil. Oil is, is a good investment depending on the time of the year. However, that's, that's the thing of the past because we've gone to a point where we don't need oil. We're developing technologies to circumvent that. But memory, everything's digital. Everything's saved. Yeah. Memory is the only thing we need. Right. That's it. That's what you need to run everything now is a lot of memory, you know, uh, like SSDs, RAM, all that stuff. So that's what people should be investing in. Okay, but okay. So take that point. Let's yeah. say that you have to use this thing. Mm. So, right, like you you can't avoid it. It needs to be part. The problem with that kind of business model is that you're going to have 15 different competitors that are yeah. like blowing each other out of the that's water. That's why you got you to invest in the mines. You got to invest in the young African hands <laughs> that are getting this shit out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Or the source. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, fi- how, how do you invest in stuff like that? Uh, you got I had, uh, I'll, I'll give you some names. I got to look back, but I had found, I found a good mine in Africa. Okay. That was uh, supplying, they supply different companies. Okay. And during the pandemic, like in the beginning, everything had shut down. So a lot of smart people bought this shit up on the cheap. I'm not one of them. I'm an imbecile. Uh, I found out later. I was like, oh, fuck, that's such a good idea. Because <laughs> I didn't realize. I was like, wait a second. What do they mean by memory? You just get, um, just buy drives. And then I realized, wait a second. Yeah. All this stuff is limited. Right. The, 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 the properties to build that is limited. People are just squeezing all the resources to make microchips. All, and I started thinking, wait, oh, fuck, that is smart. Why would I invest in a company when I could just invest in the mine that's going to supply all the companies? Yeah. It was too late. Everything it was too late. Yeah, shut yeah. up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now I need a real big boy money to invest in that shit. <laughs> but I'm telling advice because if it crashes again, that's what, go to the source. Yeah, go to the source because there's uh, there's going to be another Facebook one day. There's going to be another Twitter. Like, there's going to be social, but there's there's not going to be another internet. Let's say the internet is there. If you could invest in the internet, which we can't, just like a, a stock called the internet, yeah, that would be a smart thing because everything runs on the internet. It's not going to blow over like uh, stores here thought in the early two thousands. Yeah, you, yeah, that's it. I remember dealing with people like that. I go, you need a website. Like, what, what is that? I was like, on the, you got to be on the internet. And they're like, the internet, exactly. That's just going to blow over. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, bro. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's going to blow over. The internet was fucking weird as shit when it first came out. Yeah. Remember the at sign Dude, for an email? What? Everything was weird. Right. Everything was weird. After. It looked goofy. Right. Exactly. And look at us now. We can't even live without it. Like everything's on my phone. Exactly. I do everything. Emails, banking. It's like uh, breathing. It's just, just part of your life. You don't look at it. You don't look at your phone. Your phone has more juice and power than like the supercomputer back in the you know, the late nineties, like do you carry something that is so advanced compared to what, what was available to the richest person in the world 12, 15 years ago. 
And you use it to send dick pics. And you use it to send dick pics, exactly. History will not be kind to us. Yeah, there you go. They're going to look back and be like, what are these idiots doing? They had all that power in their hands. Yeah. And they're like, look, I'm going to take a panoramic shot of my dick and send it over to her. <laughs> it's so, we're so dumb. It, we, we really are monkeys with uh, tech. That's what we, we are. All, we got all this power. What, what do you want to do first? Dick pic. Yeah, isn't it funny that we have all this power and we're like, I don't know how to handle it. Let me leave a negative comment on that video. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, bro. Like, we're so stupid. We're, that's what, that's going to be our undoing, I think. Yeah. Is how dumb we are. Good point. I, I agree. Because all this, what if all the smart people go away? I don't know how this shit works. Yeah. Well, the smart people. I use it. I can't build it. No. I admit this. No, we're users. Yeah. If you asked me to put a gun to my head and said, put this phone back together, take it apart and then put it back together. I'd be like, I just shoot me in the just, head. Just bro. shoot me in the face, please. Yeah. yeah well, exactly. maybe take it apart, put it back together, we could do because I see where they fit. But if they would just be like, all right, we'll give you all the equipment, build us a phone. I'd be like, yeah, just kill me. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea what's going on. That's it. I'll yeah. touch the screen for you. <laughs> but all, I love the way technology evolves. I'm just scared that we lose that uh, humanity in the process. Yeah. Because it's very easy. We lose our humanity easy. Look at war. The second we develop better weapons, we're like, let's just bomb people. Yeah. Like we, we're very quick to lose our humanity. Maybe we lost it already. We're pieces of shit. What's up, Poseidon? Um, no, sorry. This is not, it's not the right, sorry. It's not the right time? Yeah. I was, I was going to say, speaking of technology, uh, okay, I'm just going to say it. The U.S. Navy shot down a drone for the first time with a laser beam. That's something. I mean, it's, I guess it's yeah, relatable. It's, it's, uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, what was the drone like taking uh, photos of no, uh, Instagram models? Test. It was a test. Oh. Mm. With a laser. Yeah. Well, you know why that's not impressive? Because China's been doing that for years. Yeah, China's been doing that for years. China has a spot where, fuck, who told, it might have been Phil who told me. There's a guy that we know. There's a guy who went down there, a photographer, I think, and they said there's no drones allowed. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. What are they going to do with my fucking drone? So there's a spot where you're not allowed to put drones. So he flew his drone over, and then at one point, it just drops. And he it was like a $3,000 drone. He's like, what the fuck happened to my drone? Exactly. Yeah, and uh, it was because the military lasered it down. They're like, no, just fucking take that shit down. They didn't shoot it. There was no gunshot, nothing. Yeah, just boom, you're down. Exactly. Well, there you go. Hacking. Hack. You could be sitting in your basement and you can take down a power grid if you want. Like if you're that freaking like, you don't need you don't need a bullet. You don't need a missile to be lethal anymore. You can just if you have an internet connection, you're you can be pretty powerful too. What about China? What's that? There are a billion people. Yeah. Let's say we start all we all switch to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Is there enough Bitcoin? Again, I'm going back to the same stuff. If everyone's using it, because now we're talking about 7 billion people. Yeah. There are not 7 billion Bitcoins. But you can you can carve up Bitcoin into like pieces. So right, you but everybody, like if I tell you you're going to make $100,000 a year and then I go, ah, there's eight more people. We got to split that. Or are you going to make $10,000 a year? Now you're like, wait a second. I can't live off $10,000 a year. No, no, but I mean like... um if you're going to pay for something like you don't necessarily like the there's 21 million um, bitcoins. Uh, bitcoins available. There's the that's the circulation. No more, no less. Um, but if you want to pay for this water bottle, you can do it with a fraction of a Bitcoin. Like right. you, you could break it down. You don't need necessarily more Bitcoins to be able to pay for um, the water. But that's what what fiat is. That's what over the years, if you think about it. Our salaries basically have been doing this, but housing prices have been doing this, right? So things have been getting more expensive, but the dollar 
has not been the value of that dollar has not been maintaining its value. Not at all. My, the dollar is useless. I, I yeah. But why I'll do you think that, that is? Because it, you have that button where you can print any more money when you whenever you need it. So the more money that's in the system, um, you know anything about housing? You know anything about the inflation? Do I know anything about inflation? And yeah. what's going on right now with our housing market? Um, Are you well versed in that? In real estate? Well, I mean, I have an idea, but nothing, uh, nothing professional. I'm not a, like. I don't study the real estate market. I'm Let me run a theory by you. Sh- throw it at me. Go so people it. have been telling me, hold up. Don't invest in real estate yet because it jacked up too much, right? Yeah. So like a $600,000 house right now is going for over a million. Yeah. So don't do it. You're going to lose all your money, which I understand. And the interest rates are going to adjust. But then I started thinking, well, if the people that bought those houses overpriced, the people that bought a $600,000 house for a million dollars, the interest rates change and they don't fold. They keep it. Why would they ever sell the house for less than a million? It's never going to go back down to what it should be. It's always going to go up. The only way it could go down is if people lose the homes. But since they're not losing the home, what it what would entice them to sell at a loss? You feel me, dog? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Well, if they have a mortgage on it and they can't afford it because they lost their job, but that's the only way. That's why if they lose the home. But if they if they're not losing, if they're like ah, I'm still managing, they're never going to sell for under what they bought it for. So it's always going to keep going up. Why would I, I sell something for less than what I... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you buy you buy a house at a million bucks. Even though it's worth six hundred. The, the market says, fuck you, you're worth 600, Yeah. right? But you're like, no, we all paid this much. That's what they did now. That's I'm just going to wait it out, right? Yeah. And if somebody wants to buy a house, well, look, all these $600,000 houses are being sold for a million. I'm not going to sell mine for less than a million. Yeah, so... In that scenario, what you've done is you've killed your liquidity. So the ability for you to be able to sell the house any point in time when you want, you can't do it anymore because True. you're waiting for it to come back to the million. So the liquidity part of your planning is gone. Second thing is that you're losing opportunity costs. So the fact that you're fucking waiting on the sidelines, waiting for your $600,000 house to reach back to a million, which is square one for you. But this is the other thing about the reach. So... Um, the value of the house fucks with me right now because I see people like... There's, so the value is based on what people are, are willing to pay for it, kind of, whether we like it or not. Because even though you look at it, you're like, I don't know, the government values it at 500000 If everyone's buying that type of house for a million, then technically the value is a million because you get a million for it. Yeah. So that's where I, that's where this gray area for me is hard to understand. Because like, yeah, it's worth this much, but since everyone's overpaying, then they're all worth whatever everyone's overpaying to get because you're able to sell it at that price. Well, that's it. So, you know... Uh, like if you go meet with a real estate agent and he's showing you or she's showing you houses and she shows you this uh, particular house down the street and it goes for 700000 you buy it. And then that same real estate agent takes another client out and um, buys the house next to you for seven oh five, and then so on and so forth. Over time, what's happening is that that real estate agent is not going to sell for six ninety seven hundred. They're always going to go upwards. They're not going to go downwards. Exactly. Right? So it doesn't necessarily mean like... Supply, uh, demand is obviously important, but it also comes into the picture of what people are willing to pay. And if the perception is there that real estate is only going up, some people will overpay and contribute to the fucking- It's going up. Going up even more and more and more. And that's where you reach a bubble at one point where- That's what I want to ask you. Is there really a bubble? Because I've been hearing about a bubble for 15 years, sir, and it has not popped yet. No. Uh, Is there a bubble? Um I think things are pretty fucking scary, to be honest with you. As a, as a, if you're a young person, uh, you're in your mid twenties, and you're or you're looking to buy a condo right now, how do you do it without your parents' help? There you go. Like, how do you do that? And that sh- it shouldn't be like that. 
And the second thing is, is that what about people that don't have enough money to take care of themselves? Where do they live? Do they just live off the fucking street? That, that was my, I had a whole conversation about this yesterday. I yeah. even remember talking to people about when I was in high school, the, the advice was, hey, work, save up about 10, maybe if you can, $20,000 in the next couple of years, like if you're working, so you could put a down payment on a house. Bro, $20,000 now in Montreal, they'll laugh you out of the bank. It's like, well, that's a down payment for what? What are you buying? A shed. That's it. Fuck out of here. That's it. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, how the hell are kids ever going to, like, especially since jobs, like the, the, the average salary hasn't gone up enough to justify this. There's no way anyone's, anyone new starting out now, there's no way they're buying property without, yeah. unless someone gives them money. Exactly. Exactly. And, and there is what's, what's happening now. What I see in my world um, is that there's a massive intergenerational wealth transfer that's taking place. So the baby boomers, they're slowly dying off or they're, they're, they have certain wishes. They want to see that their kids benefit from this money. So they're gifting their money in advance before they pass away. But there's an enormous amount of wealth that's sticking in that cohort. And that money's getting transferred over to the kids. The kids take that money and they go out and buy real estate. Or NFTs. But what happens when that transfer ends? Like where's and the, the real estate come, price, yeah. exactly. Where's, where's, where's the support level going to be? So not only are you pushing housing prices higher and higher and higher, but you have this intergenerational wealth transfer that's taking place that's supporting that, those higher, higher prices. But that's limited. So once that stops, once that influx. Where's the new cash coming in? What happens then? This is the big question. Then you have a high price. You don't have enough buyers. What happens? Of course, if these people want to unload their property, turn their property into a liquid investment by selling it, they'll have to take a loss, right? They'll have to incentivize you. They say, okay, I have this million dollar house. Okay, look, if you take it off, uh, it was a million dollars last year. Obviously the market, it's not, it's a little bit choppy right now. So I'll give it to you for 750,000. There, there might be buyers for 750,000 for, for a house that once upon a time was a million dollars. And then now we'll bring the prices for the other once upon a time million dollars down because like, well, why would I buy yours? This guy's selling for 750. Because the real estate agent now that's taking that client out is going to say, hey, listen, that house just went for 750. And then they sell it. And then that house went for 740, 730. And then slowly the pricing comes back down. The bubble bursts without it actually, without, without you realizing. How far are we from this happening? Because I want to become a slumlord. I want to buy a couple of buildings, give him a gold chain and with his fucking hair out and watch him go collect rent every month. I'm not sure how long, how far we are. But if I was a young, if I was in my 20s and I was thinking about buying a house, I'd say, fuck it. I'm just going to rent. I'm going to find the cheapest rent and I'm going to put a shitload of money on the sidelines. So I'm going to say, I'm going to invest. I'm going to buy stocks. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Make money. I'm going to make money on the right side of my balance sheet. And on the left side, yeah, I'm burning money. I'm renting every month. But it's an expense. It's an expense. Yeah. It's, 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 it's part, it's like, you know what? I'm my gonna, quality of life. It's quality of life. Exactly. And then when prices come back down, you got a shitload of money in the stock market. You could liquid that. You could liquid liquidate that and use that as your down payment. But I wouldn't go in there like, oh, I have to buy a house because I need to be a fucking adult. Yeah, you know why you I don't like that? Yeah. It, it There's a term that people use here, uh, house poor. Exactly. I'm very, because I don't own a house. I don't own any, like I rent. And that always scared me, the idea of you own something, but not really because now you're strapped, you're it's you're all the way up to your neck, yeah. In mortgage, and uh, even though my rent is kind of when I think about it, it's kind of high. Back in the day, it could have been a mortgage, not anymore. Now I think it's still lower than a fucking mortgage the way the prices are. But it's just that always scared me. Like you, you, you work your whole life, you buy something, and technically you don't own it, buddy. 
Now you're on the hook. Yeah. And now you're fucked. Because if you miss, if, if totally. something happens at work and you can't pay for two months, you lost everything that you worked for. Yep. And that scares me. No, it's it, for sure. And imagine the opportunity cost. Like you're not, you're not able to save anymore because you're like just. Everything's like going this, there. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Everything's going into one idea, which is you owning a fucking house. Whereas you can go out, especially in Montreal, rent is not as bad as it is in Toronto and Vancouver, Vancouver right? So if you're living in Montreal, get cheap rent and stay there. And you have a house, you have a, you have a, a roof, roof over, over your head, head right? Um, you know what? Then you don't mind so much when when food prices go up 30%, when butter costs $9 a block, when it was like three ninety nine six months ago, right? Yeah, like, food. People don't talk enough about this. I know it's at the grocery store because I have to pay for that shit. Uh, God damn. There's a huge shift. It's it's great. And so what, what is that doing? It's taking money out of the ability for you to invest in your RSPs, your TFSA, because now you got to go and buy butter at... 40, 50% higher price than it was six months ago. So the disposable income of people is just going down. So what do you think that's going to do to real estate prices? If people have less money and they're, they're, they're not able to save as much, plus the intergenerational wealth transfer is slowing down, that's the perfect storm where all of a sudden prices will have to come down eventually. Big question about the butter and the milk. Yeah. Uh, where do these cows get the audacity to charge more? I don't know. It disgusts me. Yeah, it disgusts me too. Yeah. You're a cow. Yeah, exactly. How do you... How what? do you negotiate? Who are these dumb farmers who are losing negotiations <laughs> to cows? <laughs> now, for people that don't know, because it's because everything around um, the farm goes up. Yeah. So the price of everything, hay, gas, everything goes up. So you have to pay. That's how it happens, just so people are aware. Because <laughs> yeah, people exactly. do get confused. Like, But it's the same product. It's in order to get that product, to create it, and to bring it to you. To bring it to market. All the costs yeah. went up. So you have to adjust. And then everything goes. That's how it works. Just I, I do this because there are some people who don't get it. They're like, okay. how the fuck does it go up? It's all made up. <laughs> that's how it goes up. It's, it's It sucks. And that's why we're always interdependent. That's why a war, like with the Ukraine, that's yeah. why it affects everyone. Because like they have wheat, they have. I think the, they used to be the biggest exporter of wheat on the planet, uh, as a country, as a, the Ukraine. Yeah. So we use wheat a lot. Everything starts taking a hit. Yep. That's how it works. Exactly, and then it just the end result is you have less money to play around with, less money to play around with. You're not going to the bar as much. You're not going to the bar as much. You're not meeting with your friends. Now the bar's not making enough money. That everything, oh, it's nasty, right? And and then it could take years for that pattern to be reversed and how do you feel about texas how do i feel about texas texas yeah like going there for for a holiday or no no living i mean because i feel like texas and florida yeah have done some things right and i feel like they're the economies that right now kind of sustaining themselves yeah well they're putting themselves ahead um well i know texas is uh big for bitcoin big for bitcoin so this is what's crazy my whole life growing up I was told that Texas and Florida were backwards hick villagers. Yeah. I've been in Texas uh, a lot in my life now as an adult. I have friends there. I've worked there. I've uh, So I know Texas pretty well. The more I'd go down to Texas, the more surprised I'd be by the opposite yeah. of that. Uh, and now I see that they're opening up for tech uh, tax-wise as well. You'd think that they'd be so hick They'd be like, oh no, we need to charge people more. We got like, no, 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 independent people, keep your fucking money. Yeah. We're gonna make our money another way. Uh, and, and it's the opposite of what I was told my whole life. And it looks like they're doing it the right way. They're letting the individual build up their wealth. Yeah. And through their work and through their contribution to society, 
the government can function. Instead, the other way around, where it's here, it's they milk the individual. They're like, yeah. no, no, whatever you did, yeah, I'm your silent partner, bro. Give me half of that. Yeah. But what's the common theme here? They're supporting innovation. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, there's obviously a shitload of other things, controversies that you can look at and you agree or disagree. But from an economic perspective, a prosperity on that, what are they doing differently? They're, they're promoting innovation. I mean, Bitcoin just hosted uh, the 2022, um, sorry, Bitcoin, uh, Miami hosted the 2022 Bitcoin conference where all the major players, the uh, influencers, we'll Michael call them Saylor, nerds around here, the buddy. big nerds, they yeah. showed up, you know, they partied in Miami. That's so cool. But they, that's it. Like that's Miami wants to be the digital city. So it's um, innovation. You can't, if you hold back innovation, it's it's really fucking bad because That's what we're doing here um yeah to a certain degree yeah yeah i mean well look if and that's and that's another thing so you have politics that holds back innovation and when innovation's held back it doesn't mean that it just stops it just goes where it's enabled right so that's why other countries are starting to pick up the slack and become look at el salvador el salvador is building a whole bitcoin city and the, the whole country the whole country is run by a street gang though well i mean i don't know enough about that but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they have volcanoes that are powering uh, the the mining process. I like that. Right? I think that's cool as shit. However, cool, they got right? other problems in El Salvador. Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like, have you ever met El Salvadorians? They're uh, fucking cool as shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I've met one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, you know, look, it, the, that's it. So you can't hold back innovation. Can't hold it back. Yeah, you can't hold back innovation. That's what Texas and Florida. I, I like them. I like Texas and Florida. Yeah. Um, I wish I always had a dream of Quebec being that to Canada, like the innovative. Uh, but every couple of years, I get, you know, discouraged because I see that we're going backwards. Yeah. We're still the paper people when everyone else is digital. Right. Uh, obviously, it's a, just metaphorically, and it bugs me. Like, fuck, we have everything here. We have the natural resources. We have the culture. We have the arts. We have this should be the hub. This should be the Miami. Let's say. But it's starting to Can be. You think? I, I think so. I mean, look, IBM opened up a huge plant for quantum computing in Bromont. They the plant though isn't what's going to help us because the culture's not changing. So all we're going to become is the China of Canada. We're just going to be the plant people work right, at because you're not you don't own the IP. You're basically yeah just yeah. Hosting no, I don't it. want that. I no, don't no, want no. that. We've did we've done that. I want Good us point. to be the innovative, fun place to be where the individuals can create and the individuals can't create and live free if they're given more than half their money away to the government. Yeah. It's not working. We've tried that. That's that's feudal times. That's the the, the lord of the land is going to take half your money or whatever. That's uh, slavery. Yeah. We've done that. It doesn't work. It's not cool. People are not happy. Yeah. We need to move forward. I yeah. agree. No, I, I totally agree. But um, I can't, I can never change things because I refuse to go into politics. Hmm. Um, I yeah. can't be fighting crime my whole life and then join it. No. It's weird. No, 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 for sure. And I can't turn into the Joker after all these years of being Batman. <laughs> You feel me, Poseidon? <laughs> we're gonna get the we're gonna get Lagoda, <laughs> fucking ban this podcast. That's what they're working on. Okay, so tell me this. Yeah, digitally. Yeah, uh, Trudeau has been trying to stop us from having podcasts online. What can he really do, though? I know he's trying to pass some bills uh, to regulate YouTube, and he wants the uh, FCC to be regulating content online, digital creators from Canada, such as myself. What can he actually do, though? How is this guy gonna stop me from being on the internet? Uh, and what are my options I'm preparing here in case he does? Hmm, I don't know. I mean, uh, wh what, what do you know about the, what do you know about the dark web, bro? The dark, <laughs> pretty good, uh, <laughs> not, not too bad. Um, 
what would he what would the government try to stop like i don't like are they trying to stop misinformation like, well they call everything misinformation if right you, yeah if, if you mention the we charity scandal or if you mention him doing blackface they're trying to say that's misinformation that's right. not misinformation that's uh, just missed information from the regular tabloids because they didn't <laughs> want to do it so uh no it's just they want to regulate everything so it depends on what you're talking about sensitive topics yeah. or uh they want to have the same guidelines that cbc has for tv and radio but TV and radio, the, people, the reason why people moved away is because it's fake nonsense. It's propaganda. People want real stuff. They're tired of that bullshit. Yeah, like swearing, for example. S- swearing yeah. is another thing. Yeah. Everyone swears. Yeah. Everyone swears. But we still live in a time where we're going to pretend that nobody actually swears in real life and we're going to have these fake conversations between people. And I don't mean swearing like getting v- really vulgar and dirty about someone's mother. No, no, just in no. general, you're going to drop a fucking, drop a shit, you're going to drop a damn. Yeah. That's how people speak. These are sounds that we make with our mouths to express a feeling. That's all it is. Yeah. People overthink it. Totally. So they use that as an excuse, but that's not the real excuse. It's the content that they want to manage. That's what worries me. So they were trying to pass bills um, a little earlier on in the year. Mm-hmm. It got kiboshed when it reached the Senate. Now they're trying to bring him back in another form in different bills, but it's all to regulate the internet and the creators here in Canada, which is fucking scary because now we're moving backwards. Now we're censoring individuals. So they they want to treat us uh, like we're part of the government. Right. Because let's say the CBC is part of the government, whether people like it or not, that's the truth. That's where they get all their funding. They're, it's not a... It's not a it's not a profitable organization, the CBC. The CBC only yeah. has money that the government gives it. If the government would pull the plug, the CBC wouldn't exist because it's bullshit. Nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to make enough money off viewers. So they want to regulate us the way they do the CBC. What kind of content is that? Mm, you can't say that. No, what's uh, this goes against the government, which to me is crazy. It's censorship. It'll handicap all Canadian creators. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's just going to encourage the centralized uh, uh, platform for you. What are my options? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So um, there are... Tons of protocol. There's ten thousand different types of protocols uh, on the, you know, like cryptocurrencies, blockchain, uh, s- uh, smart applications that are that um, are are being created for that reason. Where you, you get yourself in a corner where you have no choice. The government is trying to tell you what you, what you can listen to and what you can say. Well, then the only thing that's going to stop you is can you get that network effect in the decentralized version of what you're trying to do? So let's say if I have an internet connection. Yeah, but. Being that I'm here uh, and I'm Pantelis, they're like, yo, this guy keeps uploading videos to YouTube and he talks a lot of shit. He can no longer access YouTube, let's say. It's it's like I can't, can my internet service provider stop me from accessing certain sites? I think we're really far away from that. I mean, I don't know. I don't mean legally. Yeah. I mean, technically, can they do it? Do they possess that kind of functionality? If they were able to reach out to, let's say, Bell's your internet yeah. provider and say, okay. They're not, but let's say they were. I think they could probably turn turn your internet down. I mean, I don't know enough about that. So part. then, what's my out? What's your out? Yeah, Oof. you see what I'm saying? You're stuck. But that's the problem with that's yeah. what scares the shit out of me with all this digital stuff. Yeah. Well, oh, but th- okay. So take away digital. How would you? Build- but that's what I'm asking you, right? Yeah. What, what? So we have to build. I think we we can't build a digital world where the foundation of it is so volatile and controlled physically by people that we don't trust. Right. I think we need to start doubling down and create the physical backup that we, the people that would be on it, would control so that there's no fuckery afoot. You feel me? You are just the, you're the Bitcoin spokesperson. You just, that's Bitcoin. Invite me to the next conference, bitches. That's it. You're there. That's everything you want is decentralized. No government or one authority controlling the shots. It's controlled by the network. In order for me to access the network, I need to get on the internet. 
and I am at the mercy of these conglomerates. We need to create our own internet. So that's what you're talking about, the dark web, Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, is there internet connections on a, de- on a decentralized type of platform? I don't know. Um, I don't know um, by names, but I'm definitely, I would, I would bet a good chunk of money that there is, there's already something up and coming. We got to figure that out because yeah. the government could just say, oh, everyone's using Bitcoin, shut down the internet for a year, fuck these people. And yeah. then what, we have no money? No, we have no internet. No, 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 yeah. We need a backup plan. Fuck these people. That's that's really extreme censorship. I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. I, I hope, hope it, it doesn't get that too, but yeah. I prepare for the extreme, sir. Right, exactly. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the wartime comedian. I'm preparing for war. You got uh, you got the cans of soup uh, in the downstairs. Huh? No, the I'm ill-prepared. Yeah. Uh, I'm a visionary, but visionary. I don't prepare well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, Poseidon? Um, but the infrastructure is owned by, let's say, Bell. Yeah. So even if there are multiple companies that do provide internet, we're still fucked. But that's why we need to build up. Phys- that's what I'm saying. Physically, we need some. We need a Musk or someone rich that is not Bezos, because Bezos is all for conformity. We need someone like that to invest in to have the other option to be like, no, no, you can't monopolize everything. Because right now it's it is all monopolized. If governments around the world talk together and decide, talk to your ISPs and that, this is now blocked from everywhere. Yeah, they could in a day change the world in 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 the wrong way in the bad way if it makes you feel any better i have like i'm, I'm part of you know uh, like reddit groups and what's that the illuminati yeah, exactly. that would have made me feel better <laughs> um and uh you know like uh, i have a pretty big network of uh people that are that would know this kind of stuff yeah no one's really talking about that kind of extreme. You should mention it, and then they're going to be like, what visionary came up with that? Yeah. And send him a photo. Because Maybe. if it does happen one day and we're all caught off guard, then that's pretty scary shit. But so Never get caught off guard. Yeah, that's it. That's my motto. But censorship is um, should not be controlled by one person. I don't, I, I mean, unless you're going out there and you're saying, okay, fucking, I want to, I want, you know, like it's extreme, right? But here's the problem I have with that. If it is extreme. Yeah. It trust me, it works itself out. Uh, so, you don't need some. If you're in a supermarket, okay, or if I, or a mall, because there's different people, and you're walking a mall, and you're dropping the N word, and you're yelling, you're like, "We gotta kill all these Greeks. There's too many. We gotta gas them." Society we'll will you. not wait for someone to be like. Yeah, that's weird. Get it. people are gonna get the fuck out of here. Society will determine. We don't want this here. You right. get it. You don't need for the the the, uh, the only thing that happens in those case if the government steps in and says no, no no we dictate that then you who says this is an ugly store then you're under the same um, kind of banner. You get it like oh, that might be offense to the store. Yeah. There's, you don't need society will dictate it when it's extreme. Right. Kind of like when um, uh, when I was looking for an apartment a few years ago and the guy told me there's no criminal activity allowed in here. You don't have to tell me that. It's called criminal activity. Society already decided criminal activity is not, you don't have to, t- of course, that's why it's called criminal activity. Right. You don't have to tell me. It's taking care of itself. Like, of course I can't do crimes in here. Yeah. It's in a fucking apartment I'm renting, you dipshit. <laughs> if you hadn't told me, what do you think? I'm going to start a meth lab. So <laughs> when they come to the extreme ideas and they use that as an excuse, they go, well, you don't want to censor the internet? Right. What if someone out there is tweeting at you and tells you they want to kill you? Well, either... You could censor and go find him and get him off, or I can block him. Right. I can take care of it myself on a case-by-case. You case control case. it. I can control I don't need you to be like, is that too offensive for him? He might not want people calling him fat. Get now, rid of that. Now nah, you're nah, talking nah, nah. about Web, web 3.0. Let's talk. Yeah, so that's Web 3.0, where you own your identity. Like, right now, we're so used to the fact of somebody else giving us, the government gives us our driver's license or a Medicare card. Yeah. 
And that's, okay, we're waiting for them to give us our identity. Shouldn't you own your identity? It's you, right? So shouldn't you have a digital um, a wallet where you store your identity, where you store your methods of payments, where you store your investments? It's basically you control it. You store your information. Do you want to? Do you want your information? Um, do you want to pull back uh, a tweet that you put? Well, you should have the choice to be able to pull that tweet back. Interesting, right? Like where you own that. Now, take it one step further. Let's say, for example, you put something out there, and it goes viral on Twitter. It happened, right? So it ha- okay. I've had a couple of viral tweets, nice. maybe three in my lifetime. Yeah. Okay. So did you participate in the ad revenue sharing that took place? Right. Zero. Zero. So if you've contributed to the network in, in, in creative um, engagement with your, w- and created a community and, and, and build up that audience, shouldn't you be part of that, that profit sharing? I guess, but the, my only argument would be like, uh, all right, when I initially signed up to Twitter, I knew what I was getting. I wasn't right. promised part of the, I, I was just promised, here's a platform that's open. You can promote your shit. Yeah. So I, I don't like the going after the fact, like, well, you made money off that tweet. Yeah, but I never agreed to make, you get it? Like, totally. I don't, when my tweets don't do well, I don't have to pay them. No, exactly. Yeah. And they don't kick you off. Yeah, right? exactly. They don't kick me off. because yeah. didn't. So that's the gray area. Though I do like the idea of what you said of controlling your identity. So let's say if, uh, I don't know, I tweet, I don't know, man, I tweet something like, uh, I hate the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Which I don't. I love the Spider-Man movie. I'm just saying, I tweet that. And then a year later, I'm like, Look, I actually started thinking about it. That was a good movie. I don't want that out there anymore. People are going to think I don't like Spider-Man. I fucking love Spider-Man. Exactly. I should be in charge of getting rid of that. Right. I I feel you. Except now in Web 2.0, you might have started off as a text, as a tweet. Someone might have took a screenshot of that, created a JPEG of it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden there's fucking multiple versions of your opinion floating around the internet, which you have no control over, yeah. except when you go to apply for a job, let's say, and all of a sudden you're, beca- you're, you're, what's your problem now. with Tobey Maguire, exactly. sir? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Right? You want to work at Toby and brothers, but you don't like Toby Maguire. Toby knows what you said. Yeah, about yeah. Him, Fuck right? out of here. Exactly. So you should have the ability to pull the plug on Is that. Is that possible? With web 3.0, it seems to be, yeah. Being able to, I mean, that's where it's going, controlling your data, controlling your, um, your digital self. And that's why the metaverse, web 3.0, cryptocurrency, blockchain, artificial intelligence, all of that, although although they look si- like siloed technologies, they actually intertwine very nicely with each other. And- So how would that work? Let's say I've had a, uh, a, um, a meme that was created of me 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's been making the rounds. It's everywhere. And it's like, people like to use it as a response. Like, this is a good gift. This is my meme. How the hell would I get rid of that? You can't. That's what I'm saying. You can't get rid of it. You you can't because it's floating around. There's no laws protecting you. Like you know, if I if I send if I have a picture of you, let's say you send a dick pic, yeah. right? Not to me because you've never done that. But let's Not say yet, you, yeah. yeah, exactly. After the show, what the fuck is this? <laughs> never even my dicks. So what you do to all the guests? <laughs> um, so why does he have three dicks? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you send that picture to me. I have a copy of it. You have a copy of it. That's two photos. That's two photos. Now I send it to another buddy of mine and I send a buddy and the next thing you know, it. there's millions of copies. How do you control that shit? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. With Web 3.0. How you, do you control it on Web 3.0? You, you own it. You put it on. Look, you can't stop the fact of somebody taking a screenshot on a computer, even if it's Web 8.0, right? If someone takes a screenshot and they have a picture... That's their screenshot. That's their screenshot, right? You're not going to fix that problem. But in terms of controlling it... Um, better and having a more control than what we have now, having ownership over your data is key. But how do you get more? Like, 
what's the more control aspect of it? So, so let's say we're on Web 3.0. Yeah. I take a photo of uh, this console here and I send it to you. Now you have a photo of this console. You send it to 10 more people. Then I decide, you know what? I don't want that photo floating around. Up. Yeah. I could delete my photo, but you still have yours. Yeah, exactly. But so what changed? So the only thing is that I can't do anything with it. I can't monetize it. So um, I can I can create a meme around it and just like throw it out there. And then so nothing changed from that point of view. No, but if you're look from that point of view, no. But if you went go and sign up to Twitter 3.0, let's say, and instead of signing up to the terms and conditions where you're giving up your data and you're saying, you know, fuck you, you don't own any of this shit anymore. Um, the terms and conditions are very simple. You have to connect your digital wallet to Twitter to use Twitter where you control the data on your digital wallet. So now you want to leave Twitter. You want to leave, you want to take everything back that you've ever put. It's, it's not a question of waiting for them to approve your removal. It's just, it's basically your digital wallet. So you just pull the plug, you control that information. So now if somebody took pictures of it, of all your posts, well, you can't control that. That that's like, but from a monetary perspective, what about a musician or an or an artist um, that creates, you know, creates a song, and that song just basically gets blown. Like it's on YouTube. It's it's on all these other channels. And they're not making money, and they're and they're fucking. They're the last one to make a dollar, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm a digital creator. Uh, we're always the last ones to make money. Yeah. Right. So, but if you own that. You can't, you won't, in, in Web 3.0, you won't even be able to play that song unless you buy a copy of it in some sort of, like you, you're you renting it out in some sort of fashion. So the artist maintains control and ownership over their data, over their proprietary rights. So you, you know, you, you, you can monetize things. Like all of a sudden an artist is worth way more. Like it's what, like artists, when they put something out there, yes, it's their passion and they're doing this, but they should be properly compensated for. Of course, for or else they're they never going to be able to do it again. Exactly. Yeah, so um, Web 3.0 is about ownership of data, ownership of identity, um, removing the intermediaries, um, having transparency. So there's all the information is eligible on a blockchain. You, you go to buy a car. Like imagine just being able to go to a dealership. Like this might be a little bit far-fetched, but maybe it isn't. You go on to a, you walk onto some dealership right now. You yeah. walk into uh, whatever. And um, the first thing that's going to happen is a sales rep hit, hits you up right away, right? Do you want to test drive the car? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. So you test drive the car. Great. Yeah, I like it. You buy it. So the first thing that has to happen is the dealership has to sell you the car. Second thing, before they can sell it to you, you need to be able to be approved for the purchase. Right. So the financing has to come into the fact. Then you have to trust the fact that you're buying a brand new car when they're saying that you're buying a brand new car. Then you have to trust the fact that the mileage is and all the the information exactly the brake pads weren't fucking blown used up to up, shit right. Yeah, yeah. Like, would you know the difference between an eighty percent used brake pad and a ninety percent brake pad? I can't tell the difference between a car and a bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Blockchain solves all that, and it, everything is transparent. Anything on that blockchain cannot be corrupted in any way. So. In terms of you going out and buying that car, you can trust that what you're buying is more sound. Um, and then when it comes to all these intermediaries that are, are um, involved in the transaction process, what, what could end up happening is you might one day walk into a lot. There's no sales rep. There's no financing. Why? Because you can walk out with the car. You walk out. I like where this is going. Right. And not only do you walk out with the car, your license plate is automatically paid because it's on the blockchain. It's all in interconnected. Right. The insurance is already there. Within 30 minutes, you verified the purchase. You know that the information about the car is accurate. Physically, the car looks great. 
So you know you what scares on. me about this? And there's then, no sales rep. No, that's fine. That's amazing. But what scares <laughs> me about this is doesn't that mean that we can just deperson someone instantly? You shut down their account and now they can't do anything. Well, what you do is anything in, inefficient becomes irrelevant. And when it becomes irrelevant. Like let's say right now you have your wallet, you have your ID, you have everything in that digital space, right? Yeah. This is you. Michael exists here. I have all his stuff. He can go buy and sell. If I shut that aspect of it down, what are you going to do? You can't go anywhere. But if it's decentralized, you can shut it down on this computer, but you have to go and shut it down on the millions other computer that's across the world. I'm saying who would be in charge of this? That's the that's the beauty of a decentralized network is that no one person is in charge of it. So no one person can go in and deperson you. Nope. Interesting. Nope. You can. There's situations where you can. There's the fifty one percent attack where if you attacked fifty one percent of the computers that are on the network all at the same time, you could corrupt the, the network, right? Like if you had, if there was more corrupted computers than uncorrupted computers, and technically you can do that. But excuse me, as Bitcoin grows. Uh, and there's more more um, miners, or there's more um, more computers more, out there. More computers, harder to do. Or not just Bitcoin. Any decentralized platform. The more computers that are out there, the more copies there are of the ledger of the data that we're talking about. The less corruption, the less um, likely the likely. likelihood of that happening. What if yeah. it was a joint attack? What if it was China? There's a billion people. <clears throat> India, another billion people, and Russia together decide let's fuck some shit up. Well, not all. Not if you look at the decentralized map, like of Bitcoin, for example, yes, there's some miners in China, but they're all over there's the world. There's a lot of miners in China. But they're all over the world, right? So you can't yeah. just, it's, even if Russia and, and China got together. And Bill say, Gates was apparently banging some of them. Yeah. No On way. an island, yeah. On an island? Yeah. Fucking Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, though, these are, these are all alleged. Did we you? don't know why he flew there. We're just assuming he was banging miners. And then he divorced his... They got divorced afterwards? Yeah, they got divorced afterwards. I don't think it was related. I think she knew he was flying down there. Yeah. I don't think it was related to that. Uh, I think it's just, you know, she she's a single lady, one of the rich people on the planet now. She's like, fuck this nerd. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the the Bill Gates uh, on Netflix? No, what do you do on Netflix? He, it was like a three-episode series where he, just, he goes out and he locks himself in like a cottage, like a remote area, and he just reads like eight books and... Makes us all look like idiots. No, I don't like this guy. I don't like him. I don't like his attitude, and I don't trust him. Anyone that was uh, hanging out that much yeah. with uh, Epstein, hanging out at that island where many miners were, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't like it. I don't appreciate that type of shit. Yeah. Uh, and also him, he's fucking weird to begin with. He talks. He thinks he's a scientist, a doctor. He's none of those things. Mm. I don't know why we accept that. He's just some nerd that has a company. I don't know why we're accepting that, yeah, he, he this guy should be in charge of di dictating world health. That's fucking crazy to me just because he has money. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're a dumb society. We give people with money way too much control over our opinions and over our lives. Right. And we negate science. So, no, I don't I don't like, uh, and also his excuse, like him and uh, a lot of people that were flying there were like, well, I was using his plane because, uh, you know, planes are expensive. I don't have a plane. Bro, you're Bill fucking Gates. Are you, is this the card you're going to fucking play right now? Clearly, you're hiding something. Yeah. It's, like, uh, look good, talk man. to someone to make up a better excuse. Yeah. yeah. yeah you you could have said, uh, I don't know, uh, we're, we're homies. This guy's got great investing advice. That's way more credible than, uh, well, how am I going to get on a plane? Yeah. No, totally. You could buy the airport. <laughs> How's that? How's that for an idea, Bill? Yeah, dipshit. If, if one guy bought an entire company called Twitter, you could do pretty much. Yeah. Billionaires can do a lot, right? Yeah. He, I mean... Look, he paid forty-four billion for that. I've been giving away my tweets for free, so he made he made it off well. Yeah, and he he's made. gonna take the company private, and it yeah. technically already was private. People say it wasn't, but it was because 
uh, it was run like one person was dictating everything. When Jack they, Dorsey? No, it, he, I don't think he did it on purpose, but the way it was running there internally, when you could only really promote one side of the of the argument, one set of ideas, then technically it's not a public company because you're moving toward one person's or let's say the, the, the 10 people that were running uh, the major decisions in there, their sensibilities. That's mm-hmm. not what it was meant to be mm-hmm. in the first place. People thought that now that he bought it, it's going to turn into like, oh, everyone's going to drop the N-bomb, this and that. It's not an Xbox Live chat room. It's You could still drop the N-bomb. That's what I keep telling you. Is you could still do all that stuff now in the future. You can always do that. But trust me, society is we'll going to handle you. you. It's yeah. going to handle you. Yeah. Whether I don't need to, If I'm in a grocery store and some girl's getting the shit kicked out of her, I don't need to be like, huh, <laughs> I wonder if that's legal. Exactly. Maybe. I don't need, I know that. Whoa, 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 this is fucking wrong. Let me grab you. Uh, society, whether you like it or not, is going to react to what's happening. No one's going to be like, I'm in a store. They're pouring gasoline. They're setting it on fire. I should wait here because uh, no one told me to leave. Or No, no, you don't need that. No, no, no. You know that you got to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Or you know that you got to stop it. Yeah. Is that me or you? Oh. Poseidon, is that me or you? Oh, that's you. Who is that? Is that me? That might be you. Shit. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, you don't have to. It'll turn off by itself. I was just wondering who that was. I thought I put it on silent. Oh, don't don't you worry, bro. It happens all the time. (laughs) So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they they forget. They're like, what if now that there's no uh, police, what if, you know, people start raping each other and then people accept that? No one's ever going to accept that. No. No one's ever going to accept that in society. You you just, you don't need to be told that something's bad. You know that most of the shit's bad. You get that's why I don't understand. They think that it'll make things better. It won't. Look at chat rooms. Poseidon, uh, you play video games online all the time. Yes, I do. There's rules, right, about um, like treating people with respect. There isn't. No, I mean there's actual. There's when you sign up, the EU, there's rules. You're not supposed to. Oh do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it stopped anyone from calling Never. you the N word repeatedly? Never. It doesn't. Hmm. It doesn't but change. But you'll anything. get eaten alive if uh, if you do, right? Like you're. No. No? no, no, no. Sometimes people are like, like you do a bit, like you're like, bro, what are you talking about? But it's always the 14 year olds that really go off. Like they love saying that word. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It just, it's true. The 14 year olds, uh, my buddy was playing uh, NHL. I think it was like 15. It was, this was like six or seven, no, like eight years ago. Anyway. So he's, he's online. He's, he's like, uh, I don't know. He's at the time he's like 27 years old and he's playing with a 14 year old. And uh, after the 14 year old beat him eight, nothing. You just right on the mic. He just says, "Back to the back to the drawing board, cocksucker!" Like fucking these a people. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Like that's how you talk, man. <laughs> you know what? I respect that more than just dropping the end bomb on your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. Right. So it, it was, it was, he was like, "What you want to kill?" But uh, yeah, no. get, I'm just saying. In society, I hate people waiting for someone to tell them what to think and what to believe. I use the analogy of the mall because I feel like that's where you get the most diverse set of people in different circumstances. Right. And that's where it's like, dudes, if the place is on fire, you know you need to leave. Do you need someone to tell you, yeah, yeah, you should walk out? If you need that, you're an imbecile. You shouldn't be in society. You have to be self-aware and self-sufficient enough to take care of your fucking shit. Yeah. If I see some, like I said, if I see someone in the street, even if a cop, if a cop grabs an old lady, starts beating her with a nightstick, I don't have to be like, well, that's the police, so it must be right. I right. know it's not right. I got to step in there. It's like, what the fuck's going on, bro? That's an old lady. What are you doing beating her with a nightstick yeah, in the face? Your values, your beliefs kick in and then yeah. you're like, I don't yeah. need you to, I don't need to be the, well, it's a cop. So right. it must be, it must be legal. No, that's insane. But what happens when you, when society, like that works when society is like, there's an underlying 
goodness to it, right? Yeah. What happens? You enter a society where it's the opposite, where the norm is watch that old lady get fucking beaten up. Watch that 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 player that player on the video game get called the, the N word, right? Yeah. Like where that's where and there are pockets in the world that exist like there are that, right? pockets that exist and the i think we're contributing to it because instead of allowing society to allow its value and its valors to spread yeah we keep stopping our own values or whatever your value is you're like i have to put no because uh the government says that that should be the value so i gotta go with the trend no why are we putting an end human nature though we are dumb there's a lot of dummies out there human nature has that social aspect with they want to help you, you know what i mean they want to do the right thing and now it's like if you say the right thing or if you it goes against the norm that's a problem it should never be a problem yeah the the right should always take over. like again the cop situation is a great example uh, most cops are not gonna fucking do this listen they're, they're not all animals but yeah. i'm saying imagine a cop gets into an argument with an old lady for something right and starts beating the shit out of her right we should as society not even have to think twice grab the guy be like what the fuck are you doing stop him yeah However, the way things are built, you're going to be like, oh, if I stop the cop, there's going to be consequence against me. I'm going to get in trouble when, God, how are you going to get, he's doing the wrong thing. But there's a chance the way society is now that because of that position being the the police officer, the um, the, the, the the landlord's fucking goons, yeah. there's a chance that they win in court. There's a chance that you turn into the bad guy, even though all you're trying to do is save someone's life. Right. That's scary, and that's why I don't like that whole. We have to wait for them to dictate what's right is right, and we should be willing to be like, look, if something's correct, even if it went against our norms, we have to support that. We yes. have to support that. If something's, we still have a situation here in Canada where if you break into my house and you're trying to kill me and my family, there's a chance if I defend myself too much that I go to jail. Right. Which is insane. How is that? How is that right? I didn't put myself in that position. He put me in that position. He came into my house. How do I know he's he not going to go after my kids? And he pulled and, out a yeah. gun in my house. Yeah, exactly. And then if I have to fight with him and he ends up dying, there's a chance that I get sued from his family. Are we fucking crazy? Well, because you're not allowed to kill people. I get it. I didn't actively go out to kill him. No, and you were sitting in your house. You didn't ask them to come into your property. That, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, there's yeah. things like that that bother me. I hate the whole, well, the law was, and the, you know, no, no, guys, we have to go with what's right. Right. What's right. Sometimes the law doesn't take into account specific situations. Mm -hmm. Out of the norm. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, no, no. Look, if you, you have... You sleep well at night because you have certain values, beliefs, and you're going to... like Good pillow. Good pillow a good, a good pillow too, yeah. right? Um, you know, and you have like that... You carry that with you everywhere you go. Well, other people have their views as well. And as long as there's cohesion, like there's there's a collaboration that takes place. Like people see this, see the, the woman getting beaten by the cop. They're, and if they have the same values and beliefs as you, they're going to step it up. And then you That's get that... That's how it should be. And then... You know, bringing it back to digital here, you get that network effect. That network effect of everyone thinking the way you think. And now... Well, can I tell you something? I'll, I'll give you an example how it, uh, how this works when one side is dictating. So on Twitter a while ago, he remembers this, uh, that the dictator of uh, Turkey, Erdogan, he had said some crazy ass shit. This guy is very aggressive. And I, t and I tweeted at him. I called him a bitch, something like that. My account got suspended. <laughs> Okay, I had my account suspended for a couple of days. I was like, what the fuck? But then another guy uh, who didn't like what I said, who was, uh, well, I don't know where he was from. He had like different flags in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he started, he was an Islamic extremist who talked about cutting my head off and the rest of the Greeks and shit like that. 
his account was just fine. Nothing would happen to his account. It's like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Are we scared to offend him because he's putting his religion in his bio, but he could threaten my life and that's cool? But me calling a guy who was talking shit about a genocide, I called him a bitch, but he's a political leader, so I get suspended. I go, this is crazy. It's fucking crazy, but they have rules. They follow German law. You can't talk shit about politicians. It's like, guys, the, you're not applying the rules properly. So I see shit like that happen, and that's why I say, yeah, let society, let the goodness in people be like kind of the measuring stick. Right. And not the sensibility of offending an elite person or offending a minority or offending... Guys, we have to do what's right. Yeah. We can't accept shit like this. That's no. why that's, that's why I fall into this. That's what I'm saying. I don't like it when shit like that. That's a Twitter that's bothered me a lot. Up. Super fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy Mayer had got in trouble once because she she shared an account that was uh, uh, showing uh, kid stuff. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Twitter, get rid of it. She got suspended, but that account was fine. <laughs> yeah. You're joking. No, no. I remember this. This is the whole thing. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, think she's people a comedian. Real, I don't think many people realize that. Like, really, they see Twitter. They're like, oh, okay, crazy shit goes up on there. Oh, crazy shit. He, he, he should, is, I saw his feed yesterday. Shit. His feed had some. He's like, bro, look at my feed. And I was like, God damn, that's some crazy shit. Yeah. There's a lot of ejaculate in no. his feed. Yeah, a lot no, of no, no, no ejaculate. It was ejaculate. Okay, there was a little bit of ejaculate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I describe it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Look, it was it was it was basically uh, news stories, memes, uh, cocks and vagines and tits, and then a little, a little just a very little porn. There was like, a lot of penetration, bro. What are you talking I, about? I, I, it was one video, just one video. You did that on Twitter? No, no, no. no, no He's no. scrolling through his news feed, yeah. so he gets like a. Uh, uh, the Rona is on the rise. No, no, no. Ah, uh, cocks and vagines. No, no. Uh, then next is like, yo, the new video game is out. And then, ah, uh, come on, face. Like, this is all in the same feed. This is him scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have an insane feed. He's like, bro, look at my feed. I go, what the fuck, bro? How is it? This on the same platform. This is amazing. This is, yeah, yeah there's uh, it's the future. That's why Twitter's awesome. Yeah, well, the algorithm. You have to uh, be pick- careful not to like anything. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then it'll show up in my feed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Beside it like that. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely him. So, Michael, where do you want people to follow you? Yeah, uh, threeeconomics.io. Okay. So it's um, uh, yeah. So it, in case you're wondering how to spell three economics, it's pretty easy. Economics. Remove the e, put the three there. And links are already in the description. That's how I play my shit. Oh, it makes boom. it so much easier. Boom. Yeah. So I follow- don't know why people don't put links in the description when they're talking about stuff. Yeah. Perfect. That's good. So uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Economics. Um, yeah, you could follow us there. Join our community. Look, we're just growing this stuff. Uh, uh, the last guest I told them, I, she asked uh, before she came on, she's like, how many uh, subscribers do you have on YouTube? We just started. I just, hey, we just started. I said 25 uh, subscribers today, 25 million tomorrow. Am I right? Am I right? And she didn't answer back, but it's okay. It's like I'm leaving. Yeah, so we just started the project, so don't get freaked out by the uh, the low count. But uh, No, people uh, people used to care. Now it's more of if I like it, I'm going to it. Yeah, and that's what we're getting. And, and a lot of people are watching the videos, but they're not actually subscribing. Subscribing, so well, that's with everything. Yeah, right. That's, so I've I've been guilty of that too. There's videos that recently, like oh yeah, creators that I watch all the time on YouTube, right? That I just assume because they're in my feed, and then sometimes I'll notice on the video it says subscribe and it's red. I haven't. I was like, oh fuck, I didn't subscribe to this. I've been watching them for six months. Exactly. You don't do it on purpose. <laughs> exactly. It's just, yeah. Right. I, and I'm guilty of that too. So yeah. yeah. Too. So three economics. Follow us. Join our community. We're gonna. You know. We're gonna 
follow disruptive tech. We're going to fuck shit up and we're going to learn about it and uh, yeah, talk about it. Yeah, if you don't want to be in the dark like me and you actually want to learn shit, uh, follow Three Economics. Links are in the, in the description. Thank you, Michael, for Thanks, coming man. out. Thanks for having me, man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.